we want to thank you all for joining us on our weekly podcast. Uh, Brother a- Gary Ashcraft uh, out of Walnut, Mississippi. He has um, uh, come back on to be with us again today. We've had a couple sessions together, and I promised you we'd have him back. And we just we, we've had wonderful conversations. And I really, really respect and honor this man of God. He's a he's an evangelist. He's a prophet. And we appreciate him. And we love him. And uh, Brother Ashcraft, go ahead. Talk to us a few minutes. Tell us about what your your I know you said you'd like to discuss the sure blessings of the Lord. And boy, we sure we sure needs an up some uplifting um discussions in these times because it looks as if everything uh is 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 against us almost as far as either the virus or even our politics sometimes seems like that that everything is trying to to fight us talking now of the christian church so let uh, go ahead start talking about the sure blessings of the lord thank you Thank you, Pastor, and uh, I I just want to say it's an honor to be on here with you and talk about these things that are precious to me. Over the years, uh, we've had some things happen to us that has been remarkable and ensured provision of the Lord, and his blessings uh, don't run out. He continues to bless us. Even the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust saying that God just pours blessings out. But you may be gathering it with holes in your bag, you know. Right. So if you're gathering the blessings of the Lord, you've got to to, uh, keep them. Amen. Right. Years ago, when traveling, I thought I had broken the spirit of finance in my life. You know, the, uh, the, the enemy taking my finances and stuff. Yes. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you thought that you broke this. But you have to break it continuously about mm-hmm. finances and stuff. People, uh, they don't they don't understand that there's things that you have to break daily. If you got to break finances, you got to keep the windows of heaven open too. Yeah, that He can pour you out a blessing, and so that maintains a strong relationship on your part. So if you're <laughs> not walking in it, then you can be confused and say, "Why isn't God blessing me?" Mm-hmm. Genesis 22, 16 through 17, it says, and I swear by myself, God says, he declares that God, there's no greater. So God declares this, that because you've done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, make your descendants as numerous as the stars and the sky as the sand on the seashore. Yes. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. So we understand that, and we have the same covenant as Abraham had, and but we and we have seen what God has done for him. His, right. Uh, the Jewish people are are have multitudes and multitudes of them from one man, and those blessings are there. In Genesis twenty-seven, twenty-eight, and twenty-nine, it says, "May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness." Now, heaven's right. dew can be taken literally. And here on the property that I have, I asked God, I said, make the dew heavy on the ground like your word says. And every morning 
There's so much dew on the ground that you don't have to have a rain. And there, I just had somebody plow out my garden, and I prayed that my garden would be rich. He said, this is the blackest earth I've ever seen. God hears your words and responds to your actions. Correct. So if you're, if, if you're walking in the blessing, you just have to remind yourself, I am in the blessing of God and keep speaking it. The Bible even says an abundance of grain and new wine. Yes. So God starts pouring his blessings any way he can into your life, but you have to have the right kind of spiritual bags to hold it and put Amen. it up. It, what good is a harvest, a financial harvest, a spiritual harvest, or soul harvest if you can't hold it? Right. A lot of people said, I want people to get the Holy Ghost, and I've seen 50 soul revivals, but none of them stay. Right. But when you get down and you remind God about the about the power of his word, and you start speaking his word, and you start speaking it into yourself, you start releasing things in you that open up blessings. Right. And, and we, we like to talk about financial blessings because we need those to exist. I, I remember a time where I was asking God. I said, God, I know you've blessed me. And I didn't want to complain. Mm-hmm. But we needed a few things. And I was pastoring. And I said, God, we've got all that we need. But it sure would be nice to have this and this and this and this and this. I just reminded God that he gave me everything I need. But it yeah. sure would be nice. Now, who am I? Who are you? You mm-hmm. have to identify that you are a child of God. Amen. And now, I was in the, in the city of uh, uh, in Utah. And it was a place, uh, it was a prison. And I was there ministering to some people. And it was all men. And the Lord gave me a message and on the spur of a moment. Said, he said, tell them they're not locked up. They're locked out. Uh-huh. And every one of them got the Holy Ghost that day. Now, you may not believe that. But it was hard for me to believe, but I was saying I saw it. Right. God right. knew what they needed. They had, they had been locked out of heaven. Yes. Heavenly things. So right. you can say, I believe in the Lord, I trust the Lord, but until you unlock the blessings of God, you're going to remain locked out. That's good. So uh, in the Garden of Eden, of course, man sinned, he got locked out, he got put out. Mm-hmm. And the Jesus Christ shows up on the earth, a more perfect covenant or relationship. The covenant is cut by blood. He offered himself his own blood to redeem us from sin. Now, you may not thinking you may think you don't need to be redeemed, but if you meet God without a redeemed body, right, then you will suffer the judgment of everything that is wrong that God sees. Amen. So uh, I'm so excited to say when 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 I was praying for this stuff and I was I was I was saying, God, it'd be nice to have this and this and this and this and this. Seven days I prayed this. So well, mm-hmm. why didn't you have faith the first day? I did have faith, but the Bible teaches us that if if you go to an unjust judge, he'll weary at you and just answer you if you continually ask him. Mm-hmm. So I continually ask God, and the seventh day I got a phone call, and this lady was the sweetest lady, but every, nobody could stand her because mm-hmm. she just constantly 
Gossman, but she called me and she said, for seven days, seven days, I've been hearing to give you these groceries. And so oh. I didn't, I didn't know if she could do it or not, but I went to her house. Right. passed her on her wall. She had shelves like a, a cupboard everywhere. Yeah. She had every kind of food you could think of. And I remember during this time, I would go through a, to a store named Wint that was called Winn-Dixie. A lot of people don't know what that is and where I'm from. Winn-Dixie. Yeah. And, and I'd go to the ham department yeah. where the meat was. And I would put my hand in that meat department on that ham, one ham. And I said, I claim you in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went back home and prayed those seven days. And she calls me up and she says, I want you to come over, bring your son. At the time I had a Buick, she said, back your car in and raise the trunk. And so she started loading a box down. I'm talking about a box that you could put a small refrigerator in. Yeah. And she just kept putting, and I'd asked for coffee. There was, she put in about 10 different kinds of coffee. She put in <clears throat> all kinds of soup, all kinds of cereal. And she, she loaded that box down. Mm-hmm. And then she, then she started taking it out. And I thought, what is she doing? You know, taking it out. And sometimes God's blessing you and he's taken out, seems like, more than he's putting in again. Right. And we get we get a tight feeling. We get a, a feeling in our stomach, well, this is just this is cruel, you know. Why why would you do right. this? God? Why are you taking away from it? <clears throat> well, the reason why she took it out, the box wouldn't hold what she put in it. So she got another box the same size and started putting that in there. Right. So she had two boxes almost full. I'm talking about the the way God takes care of us. Right. You right. have not because you ask not. You right. may not need some things, and and you and you're just saying, "Well, I wish I had this." Well, why don't you tell God He's taken care of you a lot, and He's been well, well deserved the blessing to bless His name. Right. Why don't you turn around and say, "God, thank you for blessing me, but I'd like to have this." You're right. His child. Right. You're his child, and he's not going to give you a rock. Right. Well, that lady got through, and my kids were sitting there. I brought them with me, and they were sitting around looking at those boxes, and they'd never seen so many groceries in a long time. Yeah. And uh, I remember her saying this. She said, well, a fella ought to do what God says to do. Mm-hmm. And I watched her walk back in the room. I couldn't sit her for the boxes, and she, you could tell she was swinging. You know how somebody would swing a purse? And yeah. her hand, well, she swung it with a lot of effort and it went way up in the air and landed on the box. And guess what it was? That ham. <laughs> it was a Win Dixie <laughs> ham. It wasn't, a, it wasn't from another, it was a Win Dixie ham. <laughs> I, I want you to know when God said He's blessed us, He has blessed us, He has provided for us. Now, let me ask you something real quick. What you and because I want the, the people to understand. And I, I, I think this is important because somebody may be going through this very thing this morning. Were you and your family, were y'all that broke at the time? I mean, was y'all really, uh, you must have been pretty, pretty poor at that portion of your ministry or, or in a real drought financially for God to provide for you in this way. Can I say it like this, Pastor? We were, but we didn't know it. There you go. That's good. We were rich in God, and we had right. more than enough. We had more than enough to sustain us. But yeah. God said, hey, don't only 
God heard somebody praying, God don't only sustain me, but right. bless me. Bless Amen. me. Amen. And when we resigned that church, you know, I never cut into that ham. I give that ham to a family. <laughs> and, and I, I, I didn't want that food. I really didn't want, I just wanted to, I just want to say, Lord, can you bless me? Amen. Because Amen. I've got enough already. Right. I've got exactly what I know. He said right. this in, in Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. Right. <clears throat> Get, and we think so many times, well, we've got to give to people. Not necessarily. You've got to include God first in the picture. Yes. Yes. He, he's talking about giving his part. If you rob God, you're not giving God what's his. Right. If, right. if, if you rob God, you're not giving God what his, is his. And the book of Malachi teaches right. about tithing and offering. Right. And also Jesus said, you, you pay tithe on mint and root. This you should do. He's saying you should pay tithe. You, that's not something you're sacrificing tithe. Right. It's not a sacrifice. Right. It is giving God back what is his. Right. He said, give and it shall be given to you. Right. So already, already we understand that Abraham which is the father of the faithful and is our, our, our physical father. He entered into many spiritual blessings. He gave tithes on the Melchizedek, right. which many believe was the son that was Shem. So we understand that when we tithe to God, we enter in the same blessings Amen. because we we, we are, if you're not in a blood covenant with God, you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to get the Holy Ghost because this is a spiritual written book. But right. how in the world can God raise somebody up after seven days, wear them out, and make them bless you so mightily? He said, right. give, and it shall be given to you. A good measure, right. pressed down, right. shaken together, and running over. Amen. I remember working in a feed mill when I was a young man. And they'd say, fill those bags so you can't put no more in them, those mm -hmm. sacks. And we would take those sacks and we'd pick them up and we'd drop them with the mouth of it still open before we close it off. And we would shake it and pack it and pack it. Now, he didn't only just pack it and sew it. He said, it's going to be packed down. It's going to be pressed down. Right. And it's going to be shaken together. And it will be running over, running right. over. And he... he and it would it will be poured into your lap while right. you're sitting there. He says, while you're sitting there with your prayer being thankful, I'm going to pour it right on you. My God. Right. 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 Amen. So God knows what he's doing. He just wants to get you involved. He's going right. to take care of you. He's going to make sure you're taken care of. But God not only wants to, uh, to provide for you, he wants to overflow, bless you. Right. That's good. That's really good. I remember listening to my, <clears throat> and you met my grandfather, McKinney. Yes, I, yes. I remember hearing him and he would pray and he prayed this prayer a lot. I mean, I heard it many, many, many times and he would be praying and he would be thanking God for the blessings that God had given him because, you know, the Lord took a man with a third, fourth grade education and and I mean, he blessed him tremendously. It was unbelievable everything that my grandfather was able to accomplish. And so the so my grandfather always prayed. He always thanked the Lord about the blessings and how that he provided for him and how that he made his garden to prosper and 
and he thanked him for the syrup that he had made. I mean, he just, he'd go down like this litany of things. And when he got to the end, <clears throat> he would say this, and it always struck me because here was a man that was extremely blessed, gave automobiles away, gave money away, had probably 15, 20 acres of produce that, for just a couple families, and then he'd give it to the community, not not sell it, just give it. You know, he was just a, he was a giver. But at the, at the end of this prayer, he would say, Lord, I only wish you could trust me with a little more. If you would trust uh, me with a little more, he said, I could do a little more. I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate that in my prayer, if you don't mind. No, I mean, I, I thought that was, and it, it took me several years before it to, it to grip me and, and it, it gripped me like this one day. I said, my God, I understand now. The reason why the Lord will not bless me more is because undoubtedly <clears throat> he doesn't trust me with more. That's powerful. So, uh, you know, talk about that, how that, how that we have to, we have to create a relationship of trust with God that he can pour his blessings out upon us. Well, his blessings, uh, Sure. And I mean, you know, and I mean more than just. Let me correct myself. Right. When I say blessing, I mean more than just what we need to sustain ourselves, but actually earth-changing blessings, like Abraham received. That was an earth-changing. That was a covenant-changing blessing. He undoubtedly could trust Abraham with that. Does that make sense? Yes, it surely does. Talk about that, Abraham. Abraham came out of the land of uh, Chaldees, and he came up there, and he brought his father out of there. And halfway through that uh, journey to, to where he was supposed to be, his father delayed him. I think his name even means delay. Yeah. Some people, some people, and myself included, were not sure about God taking care of us, and 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 and, and God is able to take care of us. He is more than able to take care of us. Right. And he is. It's his delight to do it. Right. He wants to take care of us so much. The scripture says he will cause fear to come on your enemies. Right. Undoubtedly, that's because they see God moving with you, God right. working through you. Right. When the children of Israel were walking around in the wilderness for 40 years, it wasn't the will of God for them to be out there. But God used it in their era to show the rest of the world that there's a people that doesn't have to labor, that doesn't have to, that doesn't have to, uh, worry about their clothing because their clothes growed on them uh -huh. that doesn't have to worry about water because I, I and it doesn't worry about a light and heating bill because i keep them warm uh -huh. with a fiery pillar at night and uh -huh. i shade them with the cloud in the day so god has a way of blessing a multitude and somebody said well i don't think god god may do it for you but he won't do it for me well there's yes. a blessing of and looking at these people that walked around for 40 years in the wilderness god blessed them a multitude of people right. bless them and sustain them with there was nothing right with right. nothing but his power his, he fed them manna he fed them uh, he, fed, he he took care of their cattle everything they had right he fed them and took care of them their clothes grow grow to fit them shoes grow yes yes and so 
you think about that. If and somebody said, Well, I just don't think God will do it for me. Well, you better think again, friend, because you're in the Abraham covenant also. Amen. He said, Wherever his feet tread, you shall have the good of the land. Right. Abraham was a Gentile before he was a, uh took a covenant with God. But we're in a greater covenant than Abraham. We're Amen. in the covenant with Jesus Christ by blood. Amen. 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 And no greater love that that then you have for anybody that a man will lay down his life for another. Right. So now we're in a greater covenant. We're in a greater opportunity. Amen. We're in the in the agreement that the, the that the, the prophets preached about, and they were in agreement in it. They 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 looked to it. They wanted to live in this day, but we're living in it. Amen. And the devil's come too late to tell us that that hey, we can't be blessed of God. If God can bless a multitude of people, He can bless us. Amen. He's got blessings for every one of us. Amen. And we need to understand that it's not by the hand of flesh, but by the word of God and the spirit of God. Amen. And God has put blessings on any, and he's looking for somebody to bless mightily. Right. Mightily. I remember I was in a church service and can you hear me? All right. Oh yeah. Here you fine. Well, I was in a church service once and a man was receiving the spirit of God and the power of God had swayed him. And he was speaking in tongues. And while that was going on, the anointing was coming in his life. The blessing of God was coming on him. He was being overshadowed by the Most High. Mm -hmm. And I was I was feeling the part of this birthing, you know, the new birth right. experience. This is the will of God. And while that's going on, this man speaking in another tongue, uh, his brother, or yes, his uh, brother-in-law was standing there. And I looked up, and you know, how you look up to God sometimes, you know, the Jesus lifted his hands up, said, Father, you know, uh, I know you hear me always, but the Spirit of the Lord came on me. The blessing of God was on me so strong to see this. Was, it's the total will of God. Right. God had found somebody that he's fixing to raise up as a son in the, in the, Holy, in, in, in the gospel. Right. And the Lord spoke to this man standing there and said, whatever you're doing, you're going to stop and you're going to start flying all over the world and you'll make so much money it's going to be unbelievable yeah well i caught a phone call from the pastor and said are you sitting down i said yes and he started telling me that that man had called him and said you tell that man that prophesied to me about a better job he said i just signed a contract for 700 million dollars mm. and he said that is just the tip of the spear mm. That is just the tip of the spear. You see, God has no problem blessing those no. that will walk with him. Right. My, the Bible says, my God is rock, my rock right. in whom I'll take refuge. My shield and the Lord, horn of the Lord of salvation. Right. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. Amen. From violent people, you'll save me. That's you cool. understand something? God starts blessing. It's going to make you some enemies. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's going to make you some enemies. That's I true. don't care what level you're on, you're going to have enemies. Right. And the more God blesses you, the bigger the enemy. Right. The devil doesn't mind if you get a whole generation saved. He just does not want to give the control, the financial control of the world. We need people like, like Joseph. We need people that will be used of God. Right. We need people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We amen. need people, amen, that has the Adam blessing, amen, and has not forsaken it. Amen. Jesus Christ brought the Adam blessing back to the earth. 
He gave it to us. Right. He said, I turn the works of the earth over back to the men. Right. We're in control. Right. We're in control. Right. Amen. Speak your blessing and expect God to pour out even more. Right. Even more. I, I want to ask you a question. You've <laughs> yes. been living for God for a number of years. Yes, sir. And and you you've had blessings come on you. Why don't you talk about just for a moment how you got in the junk business or the can business, the, the scrap business. Just yeah, the scrap business. Scrap it out with us. Yeah. Um well that was a, a unique it was real unique. That was um I was I was I was broke. I was just a little young evangelist, had a little family, and I was going from church to church preaching and helping my grandfather at his church and and but I was, you know, just barely you know, barely making it. You know, it was and I just I didn't I didn't like that. I never was happy. Um just sort of scraping by. I did not, never did like depending on other people, you know, and, and when you're an evangelist, it seems like you're always depending on someone else. And they, and I'm sure there's people that's called for that. You know, that's just that they, they, they're, they're comfortable, but I, I was, and I wasn't comfortable with that. And so I had been praying and asking the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I need, I need some, an income. I need something other than, than what I'm getting, you know, I do. And I was, you know, I, I was really seeking the Lord and, and the Lord spoke to me and said, start buying, you know, old cars, like junk, scrap cars, you know, and had sort of led me to go into the scrap metal business. I could, I could feel that leading. So I didn't have a dime. I didn't have no credit. I didn't have anything. And I come up to a church in Monroe, Georgia. Actually, it ain't five, eight miles from where I'm at right now talking to you, pastoring here. And I preach on a Sunday morning at this church. And when we walk outside, the man that had me there preaching, he says, Jonathan, he said, uh, you wouldn't happen to need a rollback, would you? I said, a rollback? He said, yeah. He said, I, I got a rollback. He said, I just felt to ask you if you need a rollback. I said, I do need a rollback. I mean, you know, I needed something to go pick up these cars the Lord told me to start getting, you know, these old junk cars. And he said, I got one. I said, well, I, I need one. I said, but I, I ain't got no money. He said, oh, no, no. It won't cost you a dime. You just come get it. So... <clears throat> This was probably a four forty five hundred dollar rollback, and um, you know, record rollback thing, you know. So I take that thing home. It doesn't need a couple hundred dollars worth of work, and I had it going. Well, I had a word from the Lord, you know, to start buying scrap. So, brother, right? I went to farmers. I called farmers. I went to farmers. Went to junk people. People that had scrap in their backyards. And I said, look, I said, I, I'm getting into the scrap business, but I ain't got no money. But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll weigh your 
your your equipment, whatever I'm buying from you, I'll weigh it on scales. And when I sell it, I'll bring you your portion of the money. Guess what? They agreed to it. So at night and during the day and at night, I would go to these farms and I got peanut pickers, tractors, all kind of scrap. And I would pick it up, did a lot of it at night. I'd pick it up and I would go by the peanut warehouse in town because they had scales that you could get on top of the scales and then look through the window and write the weights down because I didn't have a set of scales. So at night, the place was closed so I could drive up on the scales, look in the window, write the weight down. And this goes to such and such farms. This goes, this weight goes to such and such farms. And I stumbled up on an old abandoned rail yard. They're out here in my hometown. I didn't even know it was there. But I'm looking for a place to start putting all this scrap that I'm buying on credit. Well, brother, I walk in there. I call the company that owns this piece of ground right on a rail spur. Brother Ashcraft, they let me have that place for $200 a year. <laughs> all right. So, look, I'm out there now with a torch all by myself cutting up this scrap my grandfather would drive through and he'd sit in his van and he'd just watch me because he did he thought it was dangerous for me to be out there by myself in case i cut something and it fall on me or something like that you know right and about the time i got ready to sell my first load scrap dropped to like two pennies it was ridiculous how bad it dropped. It was, I mean, it was like a major fall. And I didn't know nothing about scrap. I was like, my God, you know, what's going on? I thought I was just going to do pretty good, you know. Well, I waited a little longer. It jumped back up to seven, eight cent. I believe the first load I sold, if I remember right, was like seven and a half cent. Well, Guys are coming through talking to me. All of a sudden, people start coming out of the woodwork. Big scrap buyers, big metal buyers. We heard you was building a scrap yard. I'm thinking, how in the world do they even know I'm building a scrap yard? So, I mean, they're coming down to this old one red light. You know where I was born and raised down there. There ain't nothing down there. <laughs> and these make, people may, are may showing up. Like metropolis. When, I, when I tell you, you could call this man and out his name is tim smallwood he was the number he was uh in the sales department he was the number one guy in the sales department for a recycling company called newell recycling out of atlanta this man pulls up to my yard in abbeville it ain't nothing but a dirt lot in a lexus and he gets out and he says uh i heard you was building a scrap yard <laughs> who told you that I was like, well, yeah, I am. He says, uh, you ain't got no scales? I said, no. You ain't got no equipment? I said, no. You know what? He says, uh, is there somewhere to eat around here? I said, yeah, there's a little greasy spoon right there at the corner. He said, uh, what, what, can I buy you lunch? I said, well, yeah. So I'm nasty. I've been well torching. So we ease up there and have lunch. He treats me just like now now that this is a revelation 
to, 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 for me, and you hear this. He treats me just like I'm going to be a top 10 metal distributor in the United States of America, and I don't even have a piece of equipment or a set of before sales, you, but that's how he's treating me. Before you go any further, let me read the description. You can go on there. All right. It's found in Numbers 6, 24 and 26. Yes. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Yes. The Lord make his face shine upon, upon thee. Amen. And be gracious unto thee. Right. The Lord lift up his countenance. And where it says thee, put your name there. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. God was giving you peace. Right. God was shining on you. Right. Right there. And when you, he shines on you, he says, I will draw all men unto me. You're a light set on a hill. That's good. It cannot be hid. Go ahead. Bro. That's Take good. So, yeah, what, what it was, and, and, it, and it took me a while to see that, is people around me knew that I was successful before I ever knew I was successful. That man come from Whoa, Atlanta. Oh, Jesus. Say that again. Ain't that Say something? that again. People around me knew that I was successful or I was great even before oh. I did. I got I got to praise just a minute. The Holy Ghost is all on hey, me right man. now. Oh, Lord. When we revisit these things and we get these Dead Sea Scrolls out, right. and we begin to read them. We begin to read how God blessed people. That is how people have been blessed in this earth today because of the word of God. I'm telling you, God is on you so much right now. Go with it, Pastor. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, here this man come out of Atlanta, and I ain't got nothing. All I got is a piece of dirt and a rollback a man gave me, and I bought this scrap on credit. And and here he is wanting to take me to lunch. He's in a Lexus. He's over one of the largest uh, recycling companies in the southeast. And he's wanting to take me to lunch because he sees something that I don't see. Whoa. And commit thy works unto the Lord and right, thy thoughts right. shall be established. Right. Go ahead, Pastor. So I'm, I, it took me years to get a hold of that. And I was like, now, because these people are just getting drawn to me like a, like a, a fly to a light, you know, a moth to a light. And they're just, coming in and they're you know wanting to sit at the table wanting to look here wanting to give me money to buy steel they're wanting to invest in me because because they they saw something they saw more than i saw their vision of me was much greater than my vision of myself and so uh to, to fast forward overnight and i mean within six weeks steel had quadrupled I went from buying steel for pennies, just two and three pennies, to literally paying 18 and 20 cent for steel. Overnight, I went from nothing, no scales, no nothing, to having scales in a yard, to having a, an office with a warehouse built. And eventually, that little yard in the middle of nowhere in a one red light town was doing approximately a million pound of just red iron, just steel, a week. A million pound a week. And it was not just two years in the future, two short years. The Recycler's Journal wrote an article about KOK Recycling, Jonathan McKinney. 
And it was the Jonathan McKinney and KOK Recycling was the fastest growing recycling company in the Southeast United States of America. My God. Now, is that not something? Well, it's all in the scripture. I, I, I keep thinking that, and we need, to, we need to bang on this a little bit more. I mean, get the hammer out and tap it, you know. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing you cutting with a torch, and I'm seeing you hitting with a hammer. Right. But the thing about it is the fact that you said they saw. Right, right. They right. saw. <laughs> right. They saw the blessing on you before yes. you saw it. Yes. They saw the God on you. Yes. Before you knew it. Amen. The Bible says, he that handles the matter wisely shall find good. And yes. whoso trusts in the Lord, happy is he. That was what was going on. Right, right. You were, you, you had a, a very, uh, uh, well, you were doing all the work. You were doing all the searching. You were finding ways to get this done. What would have happened, do you think? What would have happened if you had not moved on what God had told you to do? Because there's a lot of people that are listening, and God has given them an idea. Right. Has give them a, a plan, a God plan, and right. it may not have everything together. You didn't have the scales. You didn't have the the money. Right. God, when you started taking one step, oh Lord, God. Right. Right. Yeah. As soon as as soon as you step out, now isn't it amazing? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. The Lord had to have spoken to that man in Atlanta for him to know I was in Abbeville. Or for the word to get through the grapevine that I was in Abbeville. It's amazing that when we step out in faith, God goes ahead and begins to speak to 20 other people and lead 20 other people to start blessing you in the way that you've just stepped out. He's, he's already begins to work for us. And I remember a story where this, where this, uh, this uh, infant was born next to the equator. And at night it got very, very, very cold. In the day, it got very hot, and the infant was born to the to, with a, a early early one nine, and the mother died. When the mother died, then uh, the doctor looked at the midwife, and he's thinking, "Well, what are we going to do?" And she says, "Well, I've got I've got one uh, one bottle, and it was just basically a like a a rubber nipple almost and with a sack on it that's all they had over there and it was a very very poor area i mean you know mud huts that kind of thing it's really in a poor place and and you know you can't just run down to the walgreens and pick up what you need takes months actually they said it took six months to get a package in is actually what it took so anyways they put the milk in this in this bottle and lo and behold it burst that atmosphere over there had dried out the, the, the bottle, the, the, the fiber and all in the bottle, and it, it burst when that milk hit it. And so they knew this infant was, was going to die because there was no way to feed it. Mama's dead, et cetera, et cetera. So the next morning, the doctor had a meeting with the little kids. He also substitute as a teacher. So he's got all these little children gathered around him and after they done doing their lesson, he says, hey, we need to pray. He relays the story that the mother of this little infant has passed. And also, she not only left that infant, but she left a little two and three-year-old baby as well. And so he's saying, he said, young people, we need to pray. And this is a true story. So 
this one little boy raised his hands about five years old. He says, can I pray? And the doctor said, well, sure, son, you can pray. And he said that the boy said, Lord, we need a bottle. And we need a bottle today. And he says, and Lord, while you're at it, we need you to send a doll for the little two, three-year-old that their mama died. Something to comfort the, 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 the child that's two and three years old that her mother died. And also the infant that ha we have no way to feed him. Lord, we need a bottle and we need a doll. And the doctor said in his testimony that he wanted to pull the little boy aside and say, son, you should not ask. Listen to this. You should not ask for unrealistic things because it takes six months to get a package here. So for you to pray to get a bottle today and a doll today is just unrealistic. Well, the doctor goes back to check on the infant. He gets a, a call. You know, someone, a runner comes to him and has a message that says, hey, you need to come back to the chapel they said we've received a package so he goes back he's not thinking he's not considering what's happening he gets back and he opens the package and all the kids are gathered around because it's time for candy and it's time for clothes and tennis shoes it's it's, it's one of those packages they all look forward to these packages only come once twice a year at the most and so he's digging around and he says he's got his hands in the bottom of this big box and he feels something rubber and he says, there's no way. He said, his mind, he said, there's no way. And guess what he pulls out? He pulls out a bottle. Brother, look here. He says that little boy had his head over the box. And he's watching every move this doctor makes because this boy knew there'd be a bottle in that box. And the little boy looked at the doctor and the doctor looked at the little boy that prayed. And he's thinking, my God. And the little boy spoke up and he said, Doc, if there's a bottle in there, there's a baby doll in there. Look here. <laughs> Fools around a little longer and pulls out a baby doll. With a letter is attached to the box that says, Doc, I know it's going to be six months before you get this. But the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and told me exactly what to put in this box. And so six months before that infant was born and its mama died, God woke somebody up to put a bottle in that box and a doll in that box. So when, when you step out and you decide to go into your business venture or you decide to go into, into preaching, you decide to go to take a church that nobody else wants and everybody's been discouraged of, they call it broke. God will speak to people pre-adventure before you, he ever sees you making that act of faith to go ahead and set things up the where it's smooth sailing. It don't mean there won't be no ripples. There won't be no bumps. There won't be no hard times. It just means God will already blaze the trail and put everything in front of you that you need to be prosperous. Amen. Ain't that amazing? Amen. The Lord said in his word, the Lord God is my strength. Right. And he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk on, on my high places. So he's telling you, I'm going to adjust you so you can go reach the highest point. Right. You're going to have 
you're going to have feet like a like a deer or a goat, and you'll be able to leap right. from one position to another without phasing you. Don't get dizzy, because I'm I I just totally change your spiritual DNA. Right. So when you step out, so I've been hearing what the Lord is saying, and so even from a uh, uh, an ignorant preacher that's praying for groceries and seeing testing God because you know I've always heard that you don't have because you don't work, you know. Right. And, and and breaking that down, and and seeing how God provided when we when when uh, we had we, we were blessed, but we just didn't know we were poor. Right. You and I see your situation where you were blessed, but you didn't know you was poor, but you wanted more. Right. You right. wanted to be able to pay your way, in other words. Right. right. And so what God did, He He opened your mind up and He deposited something in there. Right. Amen. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You did not go out of the church to try to find it. Right. You went into yourself, into your God, into Good. the spirit of God, began to talk to you. And it says, it says, uh, they, they walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Right. In other words, you got yourself in the right position with God so that you could hear from God. Amen. 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 And and, and you pray things that uh, normal people wouldn't pray. You know, you, you, you right. would be looking, so a lot of people looking for a paycheck or a handout. You were looking for a business. You were looking for a, a, a place of, a, that would provide for you. And not only did it provide for you, but it provided for many others. Right. So that's what I'm telling when you hear from God, it will be a, a position that you will be the head and not the tail. Correct. The Lord, and then the I Lord hear the, will never give you a job. God will always give you a position. I love it. I love it. Yes. He will give you a position. Right. And if you're and if you're in a job right now, you need to be looking for position. Amen. Amen. That's your it. faith will. All right. You if you're driving riding a bicycle, right. your faith will demand that you either get a scooter or you get a uh, car. Amen. I don't care if it's a jalopy. Right. But your faith won't leave you at the jalopy. It always demands for you to reach for more because it's not you. It's the spirit of God. God's word does not return unto him void. That's why we constantly are reaching out to do more for God. Right. Right. Yes. He, this is what he said. He said, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Amen. Peace and love. God is not satisfied with Solomon as being David's son. Yes. He's not satisfied with anybody listening to this being somebody's son. Right. And he's not satisfied with you just being his son. Right. Because he says in one place in his word, he gave one ten talents. Am I right, Pastor? Amen. One other five. He put one over ten cities, one over five. And the one that buried it, the one that didn't do nothing with it, yes. it's because they had an attitude. Amen. They judge God. Right. They judge God that they, 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 there was a broke mentality, right. a busted mentality, a spiritual leak. Right. A robber of God. Right. God is good. Amen. You've got to say God is good. Amen. God is good. He said, he said in the box, he said, the Lord God is my strength. Right. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And he will make my feet like science feet. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory Amen. That's Praise good. God. We're jumping over some stuff right now, but I believe there's somebody out there listening right now that is between a rock and a hard place. They right. need to have a fresh word from God. Right. 
and I and I could see you working at night. Yeah. I could see you working at night. Yeah. I could see you giving your best at night. Right. I, I, I want to share this with you. I remember when I was running a feed company, they were, we were covering three states. And I was praying in the morning. I didn't know how to do this. And, and the employer, he had, he, it was my dad. He'd had a stroke. He was in the hospital. He uh, had five bypass surgeries. He's pretty messed up, you know. Yeah. And so I would go in there and I would call in the morning. I call all the different grain companies. And I talk to them. I tell them my situation. Mm-hmm. And out of a multitude of advisors, I came up with a plan. And they told me when to buy and how to buy. And so I, I, I began to look at the market. Right. And I said, how can I increase the market that I'm looking at? And God told me to change the formula on a certain kind of uh, bird feed, chicken feed, fighting rooster feed, scratch grain, and add some stuff in it and take some stuff out. Uh-huh. And it dropped the price on it two dollars a bag below anybody in the market. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you the truck went the truck that the the, the uh, 18 wheeler that went out every day with a box truck 40 foot 45 foot box truck pulling it box trailer. Yeah. Had to, had 20 bags of scratch on it, but before my dad came back to there to work, was able to come back to work, it was running a half a trailer load or more of scratch grain alone. So we had to, <laughs> are you hearing me? Just God, just get right. me in us. Just God, just saying, God, how do, how do I do this thing? Right. How do I work it, you know? Right. And so so it never slowed down. Matter of fact, he was so proud of that. He, he said it was his idea. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you can be so blessed that people will so, some come around and start saying, I, I'm the one that gave him that idea. I, I kind of put that in him, you know. I saw, but right. what it was, they may have saw the blessing on you before right. you ever saw it. Well, they, they did. I want to I wanna hit one more thing, and I know we're going to have to go, but I want to hit one more thing that, that I learned from this, uh, from this first experience of real, real prosperity. Um, Fast forwarding 15 years, a long time. Um, I was, I was in a place where I had, I had, um, well, I just had sort of, I don't know if you want to consider it a fall, but, but I was in a, I was in a low place and I had finally got a word and I was, and I was coming back up, you know, you sort of, you know how it is you get in a slump and you, but I'm coming back up and I had this preacher friend with me and he said, brother McKinney, he says, um, you, you, you act different. You, there's, there's something happening in, in you. He said, I can tell, you know, I, your countenance is different. Everything's different. And I said, yes, sir. I said, I'm, I'm coming back up. And the Lord spoke to me. I, and I told this preacher, I said, do you know how I know that I am? He says, how? I said, because I've been here before and I know what it feels like. Oh, my Lord. And our, I mean, you know, there's, there's a certain atmosphere. I feel God. There's a certain yes, atmosphere that comes oh, with prosperity. There's a certain atmosphere that comes with miracles. You can testify to that. There's, there's a certain atmosphere. There's a certain presence. And I think about David. And uh, Brother Ashcraft, we don't have nothing in the Bible 
that says that David had thus saith the Lord, that when the bear comes out, you can take the bear. When the lion comes out, you can handle the lion. When Goliath steps out, you can handle Goliath. He wasn't superhuman or had superpowers like a uh, superman or, or anything like that. But there was an atmosphere about David that he just felt different. And he knew that he could take whatever came about him. And there's a certain place that we can enter into that we just, everything our hand touches prospers. There's, I call it a sweet spot. I, I called it that for years. I would go to auctions and I would buy stuff at auctions, just junk and turn around and resell it or, or scrap it or part it out and just make money hand over fist. It's like I could not lose. Does that make sense? It's what an it meant, atmosphere well, about it that God had just, he, and I knew when I was coming back up and I told that preacher friend, I said, I've been here before. I know what it feels like. And if people could just get a hold of, of this. And look, I've been up and I've been down. I know what it feels like to be in both places. Um, but I do know this. There's a certain position that we get in with God. That, that, that the Lord sees us. And he, and, he, and he sees our position. And he begins to create an atmosphere around us. And basically, and if I had to phrase it, I'd phrase it like this. It's an, it's an atmosphere of positive faith that we just know God is for us. And we just know he's going to prosper us. And we just know that they're going to be healed. And we just know our family is going to be well. We just know it. And there's nothing can penetrate that positive faith. Man, I love it. Praise God. The Bible says this. It says, I've got three scriptures I want to read, and then we probably need to pray. But it says this, and blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. See God. Now, when you get pure, you're going to see what God is going to do in your life. You've got to get pure in your heart. In other words, you, you've got to get everything out of your heart. Right. To have that open vision. Right. And then it says in 2 Corinthians 9 and 11, being enriched in everything. Now, some people have a problem with the church folk being blessed. Amen. Right, right. If, you, if you're a tither and you're a giver of God, there's no reason. It's not God. Right. You've got to believe his word, being rich in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. We thank God for moving us. Amen. Amen. And the last one is found in Psalms 90 or 67 and 7. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Amen. That's good. The blessing of God. That's good. The blessing of God. How, how, how can God bring about a godly fear? How can they know there's a difference? When they were, the, the Hebrews were in Goshen, there was no darkness. Right. There was a light always. They were Amen. so blessed they multiplied. And they were afraid that they were going to take the land. Amen. Amen. And they did. That was Amen. the blessing of God Amen. on them to take the land. It was the blessing of God for them to take the earth. Right. Now, right. Pastor, you, you've been through some things. I know you have. And a lot of people will not know. We, I won't share this with anybody about the trials that we've both been through. But yeah. I think we need to pray. Amen. 
I think we need to pray. Somebody out there needs to hear this. I see somebody crying right now. Right. I see somebody weeping. Right. And and, and they're trying to, to 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 get blood out of a turnip, and it's not happening. Right. And that's an expression of a hard place where you're in a hard place. Right. And you right. need to hear from God. Amen. And you've prayed and you've spoken tongues and you just feel like the heavens just shut up. Right. You feel like the earth is just hard, hard, hard Amen. metal. Amen. You're just ground between it. Amen. But I'm telling you, I felt something when he said, when you shared, they saw something in me that I didn't see. Amen. Oh, I call heaven and earth right now together. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. To agree touching anything. Hallelujah. God, we agree as preachers. We agree as saints of God. Hallelujah. We agree, God, that we cannot lift up ourselves but lift you up. Hallelujah. I'm asking right now to pour the blessing of Abraham. Yes, God. God the blessing of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All the blessings of Thank the word you. of God. I want to rebuke the very devil off of these folks and off of my own life. Yes, and my God. brother here, yes. all the people on the sound of my voice, I ask you, Lord, to reestablish their ins and their outs, Lord. Yes, Open up the doors of heaven. Yes, God, God, clean out all those obstacles out of the way. Redig the wells of Abraham and Isaac and yes, Jacob, God. Open up every area of their lives right now and help them, Lord, not to be bitter and wonder where you are, God. Yes, but ask God. the Lord, let me one more time, like Samson, feel that glory. Hallelujah. God, I've been through some moments and I've grown some things back, Lord, and I need, God, for you to trust me. Yes, God. To trust me with another blessing. Yes, to God. To trust me, God, where you can bless me. To yes, trust God. me just a little more. A little more. Just a little more, God, so you can bless me. Oh, oh yes, God. Do so much more. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's there's, a, there's a man that asked me to pray for him, a friend of mine, a real good friend. That's Brother Sapp, Brother Danny Sapp. And he's been through some stuff, and, and he's had helps with integrity with God. But he yes. asked me to pray for him that he would get a position with uh, his company he has started. You know, he started his own company, and it hasn't uh -huh. taken off. And he said if something doesn't happen, he's going to have to go to the pawn shop. Yeah. Well, we, we included in our uh, PNF, that's what I call prayer and fasting. Uh -huh. And so we included, and the Lord spoke to me, and I never did write him back, but the Lord spoke to me during this time, and he said, all he needs is one person to recognize his greatness. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just did this on the end of this. He, he texted me yesterday, and he said, I need you to pray. He said, I've been contacted. I had, we had been talking. And he yeah. said, I've been contacted by an individual, and he's uh, he has several or maybe a few less, but companies that he started, and he needs somebody to do what he does and run his company. Right. All, all you've got to do <laughs> is get somebody, one person. That's what Amen. the Lord said. He, all he needs is one, one person right. to drive in there and buy a meal. Right. <laughs> oh Lord, all you need is just one person. To... And I, I was praying, and I, I was asking God to bless me. I mean, bless me were unbelievable. Right. Know? Unbelievable. Right. 
I, like you said, I believe God, bless you, it's going to be unbelievable. Right, right. And the Lord spoke to me when I was in South Georgia, and he said all it, and, and, and our churches are pretty well broke, you know. Right. And so they just give what they can give, and that's fine. But the Lord said, through the angel, the Lord said, all you need is one person. Amen. Amen. All you need is to have somebody that sees the greatness in you. Amen. And you can get a $700 million contract. <laughs> All you need is somebody to speak life in your life. Oh, my God That's in it. heaven. Speak oh, life. my God in heaven. Oh, my God in heaven. This has been rich for me. I, I don't know if anybody got anything out of it, but I got a lot out of it. Yes, sir. I did, too. I thank you. I thank you for this this talk i needed it god talk amen god talk oh well, let me let me let me say this the woman when she gave us all that stuff and we got ready to leave she said i got one thing i need you to do mm-hmm. if you will and i was like oh whatever you want i'm, I'm she just laid out thousand dollars worth of groceries that she already had a she had a lot more left i didn't mm-hmm. think she just had a lot She'd bought it all the time when they'd go out of business and she'd buy yeah. it. And so uh, she said, I said, what, what, what is it you want me to pray about? Or what do you want me to do? She said, I want you to pray that my neighbor quit shooting his shotgun over my house and the BBs <laughs> are falling on it, you know? Yeah. And, and he's points a gun right at my house and he'll shoot right over my house. Right. It torments me. Right. And, uh, you know, I was in the vein by then, you know. Right, right. I, I, said, I mean, when you start sacrificing to the ministry that heavily, and, and God would tell me to do that, and I was just partaking of that part of the ministry, you know. Right. And I was saying, God, God, not only did you answer me, you overflowed me. Right. My bag was holding it, but it was right. overflowing. Right. And I started prophesying. I'm talking, I was in a vein that I was seeing blue lightning through my eyes you know yeah it was like a rumble come over me like a cloud of god yeah and and she, and she grabbed me she said don't kill him <laughs> <laughs> i mean god and, and you know he quit doing that immediately god. oh god <laughs> that's good uh, but anyway we love you and love maybe you. till next time we do this we can get a little bit more professional we love you brother love you baby god bless you God bless you too.